My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I am blowing up the fucking microphones. Holy shit. Paul, is it just you or is it the rest of us as well? I blame you. You blame me. You blame me. You're running the board. You blame me. You know, that's the last time I bought you a beer. <laughs> or six. Or seven. I don't even know how many you it was. You guys lost count of it? It was quite a few. It, it was quite. Oh, dude, dude, we, we, we out, out, we probably, Paul, drank a 12 pack a piece, you think? At least I would say that is a fair estimation. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be close. Yes, yes that's got to be here. an expensive bill. Uh, I don't even want to. I could look at my uh, credit card bill, but I, I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing I spent what maybe forty, fifty bucks. You didn't pregame. You bought a few. Of them. We did. Well, no, we had one beer here, but the idea was we didn't want a pregame. We were saving the beers for when you got here, so we wanted to go out and. We may need to actually go out and get more beer, though, for tomorrow night. We don't know. but uh, That's why I brought the IPAs, but if, if we need to make a beer run, at least it's not PA where they're making it. You know, I, I definitely want one store. night to be just the three of us. We were hoping tonight was going to be that night, but, you know, it didn't work out. So tomorrow night, we're definitely going to have to, you think, Paul? Sure. Do Let's up. do that. Well, I'm trying to get Steve and Neil to come back. That would be fucking sweet. You know who he's talking about, right? Yeah, I have right? no idea who he's talking about. Okay, first, let, let's, let's lay the groundwork here. Um, we are not sitting in the GeekPod studios, even though it does sound fucking sweet, because we are all together in one room. And it's quietly. quiet. <laughs> we are sitting in the Embassy Suites, and if you follow us on Facebook, you've already seen the pictures. In Wait, are we doing this live? It'll be going out shortly thereafter uh, yes but, but, but it just we, went live that you just shat yourself yes <laughs> well no just we we didn't do the opening i'm confused because i want to wait hold on hold on paul hold on holy shit it's sal otero okay i'm good out of the womb there and go. you just wow <laughs> i'm good now i'm good that's i just wanted to do that that's all <laughs> so do you want me to just roll back into it gentlemen what's got you geeked <laughs> you happy now it doesn't have to be like that. Finish your story, Paul. Your story is clearly lost important where I was to you. Going to. We, were we were talking, talking about Steve why we're, and Neil. where we are and who yeah, we're Steve and Neil. About. Who's Steve and Neil, Paul? Steve, uh, Paul, who Bob are Steve and Neil? Neil? Bob, who's Bob? Bob and Neil. It's what? a new gay band. <laughs> Just sing about gay Sal bands are a thing. Time. They want to see me in a fucking banana hammock. <laughs> no, Sal is referring to Steve Geiger and Neil Adams. Neil Adams. Yes, the, the Neil. Not please Neil, <laughs> or not even Neil before Zod. It's Neil Adams. Neil before Zod. So I mean, I, I, Sale, are you like promising promising us Neil Adams? Is that what's happening right now? Oh, I can't promise that. No, <laughs> no. I just even a Mel. You have the whole turtle hookup. Can you make that happen? I wish, but then my He's wife like, will take him no, from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, we'll, we'll be there to uh, to pussy blocker. You know, we can, we can totally we can totally take that shit out of the equation. Take him away to a little closet and do an interview. We're, I think we're he's good. into beards. <laughs> There's your exclusive. Sal says Stephen Amell is gay. That's. I, I don't really care. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. Stephen Amell. I mean, you know, I, I loved that show until Flash came out, and then I haven't even really watched. You don't Arrow. go back, right? It's like a, <laughs> you Flash know, I do because you know what? Flash is too fucking happy, and Arrow is like, yeah, yep, yeah, things still suck. Okay, we have to deal with stuff. Whereas Flash is like, oh, 
I went back in time it's and changed like, shit. It, they, they even said it today. They came out today and they said, oh, Flashpoint is only going to last a few episodes. Okay, again, Flash goes back in time, makes a really bad decision, fucks up the entire fucking world, <laughs> the entire timeline, everything that's ever, ever happened since 1978. He is fucked up and it's going to last for three episodes. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that, that sounds like Flash. Oh, hey, I did this thing, but oh. You know they're only doing it to bring Supergirl in. <laughs> that, and they've already said that, that that's that's a thing. Like, yeah. Because of Flashpoint, that's going to tie they, the they Supergirl do, into it. Stop it, have, let me talk, goddammit. <laughs> shut up. They have the opportunity, though, to, to make things actually matter. And Arrow does that. Arrow makes every single decision You matter. know what? Until this season, because surprise, Flashpoint happens. You know what? I'm going to pl- place a bet with you right now. I bet you, even though Flashpoint will slightly change things on Arrow, Are shit's still going to Hypothet- Hypothetically, let's say Flashpoint does last a little longer than a couple episodes. What if uh, what Barry does causes Oliver Queen to become Bruce Wayne, and then they finally make a Batman show? Are you show? writing fan fiction? <laughs> Dude, Greg Berlanti came out today and said Flashpoint at last like three episodes. Yeah, well... I, I I've been saying this since Arrow started. Is Arrow is pretty much a Batman show? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's same villains That's, and yeah. just honestly, if 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 Arrow was if it wasn't for Stephen Amell, I don't think that show would have lasted. No, he's no. been fantastic. Yeah, and, and you know if they hold out because I know shows tend to have like a five year shelf life. Uh, if they hold out and let the show continue and let the whole DC universe continue. We are getting so close to the point where DC is going to let them. I mean, they're letting them have Superman yes. on a TV show now. Yeah. Just hold off a little longer because we could actually have a legitimate DC TV universe with Batman. Well, Batman is that. Batman's fucking DC's Iron Man now, and I don't I don't know if they're just going to let him go that easily. But they could ease they could easily make like Dick Grayson. Batman show up. Yeah, but you, you know, know. but they, they seem to be accepting the fact that the TV shows and the movies are now a separate thing. Are they did for the longest time, yes. but they are now. That's what I was hoping Flashpoint was going to be. Flashpoint was going to be a whole separate movie where they can tie in the TV universe and the movie universe. Then I would have completely fucking geeked out as long as they had George Perry like working in a gas station on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just Barry has to go in to get like an energy drink or something, and there's George Perez, and it's called Crisis. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, try this crisis. crisis energy drink. That would. Be <laughs> you know, I think that um, Warner Brothers has really struggled with this, figuring out exactly how to balance TV and movie universes. Um, I'm almost scared to talk about it because it really seems like they're coming to terms. I mean, this this is the the company that said. When Smallville was around, we can't have Batman around because it's going to confuse people. Now they're the company that has two flashes. They, they seem to finally get it that it's okay to have two universes as long as you're making money off both. Uh, i, I got to be honest with you. The fact that they, they're casting the Superman in Supergirl fucking blew my mind. I mean, I'm actually literally blown away that they're letting Superman be on TV separate from the movie universe. And it makes me feel And it's like, not Dean Kane. Yeah. It, it makes me feel like they're they're almost ready to say, yeah, okay, Greg Berlanti, uh, Jeff Johns, figure out how this TV universe works and do whatever you want. All you got to do is just give it to Jeff Johns. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. And then that way we are guaranteed a Green Lantern that everybody loves. <laughs> yeah, instead of just a, a leather jacket. This you know, Jordan on it. Yeah, wouldn't that be a great idea? Instead of trying to reboot Green Lantern into this weird movie universe they're making, because uh, the, yeah, I mean, admittedly there's struggles and there's nothing going on on that front right now. Why not do it on TV and see if that informs the way you bring him in the, into the movies? He especially, especially if Marvel's able to do a fucking Ghost Rider show now, they have the 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 technology's there to do a Green Lantern show. And you could make it really subtle, you know? It doesn't have to be fucking CG balls to the wall. It just has to be just a couple of special effects coming out of the ring, maybe show Oa every couple episodes. And I don't even think that the, the, the money for the special effects is a barrier anymore. I think it's really... Uh, WB is worried about... First of all, Green Lantern, the, the movie was a failure for them. They're worried about, okay, well, we have to bring Green Lantern into Justice League because fans expect him... But the and failure wasn't the 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 movie itself was 
no, not no. that great. But the failure was not having Hal Jordan be the Hal Jordan that everybody loves. I disagree with you on there. And not having the Celestials from all of the DC Universe in there. I, You're I, just doing Hector Hammond and fucking the cloud. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I think I disagree with both of you there. The only uh, problem I have with that movie is the parallax was a cloud. Yes. The rest, the rest of it, and, and here's the thing. I'm not saying they couldn't have tweaked it and made it better. I, everybody did the best they could with, with the script that was written. Except Brian Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I, well, no, no, no. Dude, Brian Reynolds, I think he was a great Hal Jordan. He was acting from a he's, script. He's a Kyle Rayner. I, I don't disagree with that, but they hired him to play Hal Jordan, so what the fuck is he supposed to do? Honestly, if they really wanted to fix that movie, and I could go back and edit the shit out of it to fix it, is make Sinestro stay good. And then make Parallax take over Hal Jordan. Because I honestly think that Ryan Reynolds can pull off a serious bad guy. Oh, the problem is they couldn't do that in the first movie. You can't have the hero become the villain in the first movie. Exactly, but that would be an awesome plot twist. The guy that everyone thinks is going to be the villain ends up being the hero of the movie. That happened in the first movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why you leave it at a cliffhanger. But again, (laughs) we come back to the whole everyone's like torn on Green Lantern. I I think I've said this before on the podcast. Um, The first time I watched that movie, I was blown away. I wasn't now, I'm not as... uh, hardcore Green Lantern fan as you guys are. I mean, I've read a few comics here and there. I was blown away by the scope of it, seeing Oa, seeing all the aliens. I honestly came out of Green Lantern thinking, this is the best fucking superhero movie I've ever seen. Well, I'm not... That that was what... Like, seriously, I'm not even kidding. I see, was I'm, like, a, I'm a huge... Holy shit. I'm a huge Sinestro fan. And so, just seeing Sinestro on there, that's why I gave the movie three stars instead of one. But it's just, honestly, it would have been a better movie had it been Kyle Rayner and took the artist angle instead of the jet pilot. I know you're trying to, uh, you know, please all the old school fans, but in today's environment, it would have been a better thing, you know, showing well, you know starving artists turning into a superhero. You know why they didn't do that is because they wanted to eventually have, you know, when Ryan Reynolds' star was too big for them to afford, was to bring Kyle Rayner in. That's that's something I think that we, we are seeing in a lot of comic book movies is they're not really going to the people who took the mantle on second. They're trying to, they're trying to stave that off because they want to have the narrative possibilities once the stars that they're paying right now are too big. So and, that, and, and, them. and honestly, I think that's the biggest drawback is instead of looking at it as a franchise, they should look at it maybe one or two movies and then go from there. You know, you everybody know? else in the world thinks differently, Sal, though. Yeah, I... I know, I know. Actually, let me rephrase that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, first of all, when a big movie company dumps you know millions of dollars into something, they have to be looking at long term. Um, second of all, if they're not looking at franchise then they're not actually protecting the idea and the story. I'm not saying that that whatever you were about to say, I I don't (laughs) want to step on you. I'm not saying what you're about to say doesn't have merit, but before you say it, I I think that they really have to think franchise only because they are protecting that IP. Right, but the thing is with DC, you got a whole stable of characters. So let's say you do a one-two picture Green Lantern movie. You could easily do a, a go into a Green Lantern Flash or a Green Lantern yes. Green Arrow. Okay. And that's what I mean. The problem with Marvel, and this is my personal problem with it, is how many fucking Iron Mans are we going to have? How many fucking Avengers are we going to have? I'm done with Marvel. I haven't even watched Civil War. Wait, what are you talking about? Well, in terms of franchise. Because Marvel has this... Extrapolating them out. Yeah, they're, they're fucking whoring out these characters. And I feel like DC could go the opposite route. DC could do a one-two picture Green Lantern, then do a one-two picture Flash Green Lantern, then spiral off into a Flash movie, spiral off into a Green Arrow Flash movie. Or you have all these team ups, and DC's known for great team up books. Let, Let me stop you there, though, because you say you haven't seen Civil War. Now you're saying that they're whoring out Iron Man. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Paul will agree with me. Civil War was the best fucking Marvel movie they've put out to date. Better than down. Winter Soldier? Be- yes. And Winter Soldier was tops. What was was my favorite beforehand. They they actually are building on that. And if you haven't watched this, Sal, I think you're doing yourself a disservice because 
everything you're talking about, about building a cohesive universe, Marvel is actually doing. It might look like they're whoring out Iron Man, but actually Iron Man fits into Civil War very organically. It makes a lot they, of sense. Yeah, they set him up so that he can fit into Spider-Man Homecoming organically. And yes, they're doing that because Robert Downey Jr. is a big box office draw, but they're also doing it the right way. I mean, j- just because it, it makes financial sense doesn't mean that you can't also do it the right way. But you have to look at the road to, to Civil War. All those movies towards Civil War minus um, Winter Soldier were letdowns. I don't agree. Uh, like Age of Ultron, I was going into it like, man, this is going to be great. Age of Ultron And was I, I left as... the movie theater like, what the fuck did I just watch? It, it, was, <laughs> it, it was not as good as Avengers, but I, I think what Age of Ultron suffered from was how do you actually follow up Avengers? Because you, you got to admit, at that point, now we have to go back in time. Avengers was a big deal because we actually have lots of superheroes from different franchises coming together. That never happened before on film prior to that. Avengers was fucking magnificent because it was the first time. With Age of Ultron, it was like, how do we follow that up? Yes, they made missteps. Even the the director, Joss Whedon, has said he wishes he had done things differently. It's not a bad movie. By any stretch of the imagination, you know, it's still entertaining, but it's not nearly as good as the first one, and, and it's also not nearly as good as the movies that followed it, like Winter Soldier and Civil War. But this is where Paul probably agrees with me, where where DC would do a crazy crossover event where it's action balls to the wall. Their next follow up crossover is always more of, of a cerebral story. The a good a good case in point to that is Identity Crisis. Oh, great story. It's a great story, it's and a not a lot of stuff story. goes on in it. It's more of... Not a lot of action. It's a lot of... Yeah, it's yeah, all... I remember. Yeah, 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 it's all like, hold all this shit's going on. And you're like, holy fuck. Like, you know, like I, people I, actually I, care about Elongated Man's wife. You yes. know, it's like... <laughs> and yeah. that's what I mean. Like, you know, Marvel seems to just want to peddle toys to kids. And every movie is just like, oh, look at this it's new toy. Strange. I've never met somebody who's like anti-Marvel and pro DC. I'm not. I'm not anti-Marvel because I still love the cartoons yeah, and yeah, the yeah. and the books. I can get behind, but the movies have just drained me. Well, well, Sal, I gotta say, once you've watched a Civil War, and I'm gonna I, give it a chance. Yeah, when it comes well, out on well, Blu-ray. <laughs> once you watch it, I'd like to sit down with you and talk with you again because. I think you have the wrong idea of what they're doing. I, I, I truthfully, and this is wholeheartedly, believe Marvel is doing everything right. But honestly, with three titles coming out every year, I don't know if that's a right. Because guys like me can't afford to go to three movies a year. Yeah, but those <laughs> three titles are Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War, and, and what? Which is and, a ni- and Black Panther. Well, before Guardians came out, you have to admit, that was well, a niche market. Well, you okay. Know, Maybe they were making a what, lot of movies. What made it great was that no one was expecting that movie. Everyone was expecting Marvel cashing in on no-name characters. What they weren't expecting is Marvel actually caring about no-name characters. So, so you, you actually just made my point, is that Marvel took a no-name group of characters and did them right and made them awesome. But if you look back at the trailers and the marketing behind it, you can tell there was trepidation. Like they weren't, oh, yeah, they yeah, weren't one hundred percent behind it, and that's no, what they I mean. Sure, if that was right, be and, and they had every reason was. to think that that you know worry, be worried about and that. I want Marvel to say like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make a movie about Moon Knight, and now go and go one hundred percent in Moon Knight, and don't even call it Moon Knight, call it Werewolf by Night, nice. and just throw everybody the fuck off, and put one hundred percent marketing behind it. Then I will go back on the Marvel train. I'll take back everything I said tonight. But well, they won't do that. I, I would like you to think about the fact that Marvel now is, even though the studio is steering its own ship, they are the reason their movies are so awesome right now is they have Disney money and they have other people to yeah. think about. And one of the things, like with Guardians got of the Uncle Galaxy. They got Uncle Walt. Yeah. <laughs> with Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I think what it really comes down to is when you, they have the money to make a movie they're not sure about, like Guardians or Ant-Man. And the, the, when they throw marketing money, because you got to remember, you know, okay, we made a movie, it cost this much, and now we can sell tickets for it and try to make it back. When you throw marketing in there, that halves what they – Right. When they say, oh, we made $300 million at the box office, that means they actually made $150 million. 
they have to be careful about that. And, and it, I think that now they're not being as careful because they've realized that they are doing the right thing. Because I think that Marvel was just as worried. Well, it's just with, like with Guardians that they were worried. Hey, we think we made a really good movie, but we're not sure if this is what people are looking for. And the fact that they weren't sure. I mean, this is a far cry from Captain America in the 1980s when. Some guy said, oh, I'm sure this is what they want because it's like the comic book and there's a shield. You know, they don't have a guy saying this is what people want. They go, they're saying, we think we made a really good movie. We think it's like it meets the source material. We're worried that because it's so different from everything else we've done, it's not going to fit. I, I got to say, man, I want that company steering my ship only because th- they're doing what they think is right and they're worried about what we think. When has any movie company? When has Warner Brothers ever gave a shit about what you and I think? Never. <laughs> and the reason Marvel is doing so well is because even when they make a movie, once they're done, they're like, Ugh, "How do we market this?" Because because they're worried because they want to make us happy, and and they're not sure what we want because we're such fucking bastards when it comes to what comes out. I mean, I, I've been there myself, ripping apart. Batman versus Superman on a rewatch. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't the movie I wanted. I was a complete bitch toward it, and I still stand by that because it sucks. But see, but uh, that that's 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 a good point. You bring that movie up because I am a hardcore DC fan, and that's I, and what I happens. and I love Superman and I love Bat. Uh, I don't really love Batman, but I like Batman's you know that's mythos. What happens when the studio says when when the studio but I enjoy BVS. I actually loved it because because it was such a fucking 180. I I've I've always thought Batman was such a pussy because he didn't kill people, and just the fact that he was smashing heads and saying I don't give a fuck anymore, that was I was all over that. Who are you? (laughs) Well, no, no, I don't care about the violence, but you can't change the, the the actual source of the character. The core of the character. The core. Batman's core is I will not kill because somebody killed my parents. Well, That's everything. But I, I've always grown up loving Elseworlds stories. No, and, no, so, and, so and, and to me, and to me, I look at Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice as an Elseworlds. Okay, you, you, know, you know what? If it was animated, I'd agree with you. But you can't say that about a, a three hundred million dollar picture that was released worldwide. This was supposed to be our definitive Batman for a new generation. If it was animated, it's fine that it's Elseworlds. But but, the, the, but that. that gives him something human. Because how long can you fight crime? And just starts and keep saying, "I'm not going to kill this guy. I'm not going to kill this guy for it's about like, fifty years because that's who Batman fucking is." But what I'm saying is, is once you get to at this point, yeah, seventy-five. Once once you get to a point doing that, let's say, okay, okay it, e- it, even if your point had merit, you need to show us that, and you need to show it. I think you should who, show who's, us. Who's show to say that away Batman versus Superman after Superman dies? That that that's not the turning point for him. No, he's like, Be, you know what? I'm not going to kill people anymore because I killed all these people and I ended up being friends with this guy. Because this hero that we all came to this movie to watch, this hero was 75 years of history of not killing people because his parents were killed. That was his thing. Yes, not yes. Two stories in the fucking 1950s, he killed guys with guns. Okay, but the rest of the time, his whole thing was. I won't kill people because that's what somebody did to my parents. Okay, that—that's Batman's entire core. Well, that, do you do, no, do you do you disagree with that? Do you disagree that that's Batman's? Well, core? if that's the case, then Christian Bale then was a horrible Batman I, I, too. I, and I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that, that, that Christian Bale is in. And did Michael Keaton let fucking Joker fall? <laughs> Michael Keaton. Oh. Tried to hold on to Joker, you know. You know yeah, kind of loosely. But, but I got here, some Crisco on my hands, you know. <laughs> here's the thing with with that that comparison. In those other movies, you have Michael Keaton. He, it seems like he tried. Okay, maybe he really did have Crisco on his hands. Christian Bale was set in a more real universe, and you still Christian Bale didn't seem to kill people on purpose. Whereas uh, Ben Affleck's Batman was just like. I'm gonna shoot every motherfucker. Okay, I watched all three of the uh, the Christopher Nolan's Batman Batman films, and you, you can clearly see how I feel about this. 
I watched all three of those movies not realizing that that Batman actually killed anybody. Didn't have a fucking clue until Batman versus Superman came out and people started <laughs> throwing comparisons. I really just thought he beat them up really bad. It was that ambiguous. Well, going through the Tumblr and Dark Knight, I think I'm pretty sure he's killed a couple people in that in that and, street and, scene. Well, no, no, and, and I watched those and I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. Even though I've watched this movie fifteen times. But I was like, hey, you know what? That that seems like it's accidental, or it's you know, it was he wasn't necessarily intending to do and, that. And Bruce was a fucking alcoholic in Batman versus Superman. Alcohol can change yeah. a person. Well, well, you got to realize. <laughs> here's my thing. All I'm not shit, trying to defend the movie, but I'm just saying, no, like, we're, we're, we're gonna fight, Michelle. Shut the fuck up. We're gonna fight. <laughs> All right, I gotta get my kryptonite. I clothes. think you can kick your ass. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I'll take that bet. I I, um, I don't even like killing spiders anymore. It, it, you know what really gets me though is is I think I can forgive a lot of what happens in Batman and Superman, but when he shoots that thing out of the back of the Batmobile, okay, he just blew up this car. There might be some guys in there who are still alive. Fucking hooks the thing and uses it as a fucking flail. <laughs> I, I mean, that was just such a disregard for human life, and. I understand that now they're, they're, they're making, giving the impression that he is going to walk away from that. My problem is if DC decided, okay, for us to make these movies, we have to make Batman kill. I'm not saying I have a problem with that. My problem is I didn't see him get to that point and then step away from it, which is what they want to do now. What I saw was some guy go, hey, it'd be cool to have Batman kill. <laughs> a, a guy with the money... And the, the, the possibility to give us the best version of DC characters ever. And I think I think they gave you those Easter eggs, though. Because with, no, no, with no, Joker's, no, uh, the Robin's burnt no, costume, the no, burnt goth, uh, no burnt Easter eggs. mansion. No, no, absolutely not. And his, bo- I don't know if you noticed this, but like the uh, Wayne Enterprises boardroom was just one person now. And I don't know if anybody noticed that in the movie, but you know how it's always shown that he has like a board group you know like 80 people and in that one instance he has one secretary now so it just i I maybe it just the movie to me and and i've rewatched it already three times since i got it i I feel like it's a batman at the end of his rope i don't disagree and 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 i know everyone has gotten to a point in their life where they're like fuck you know and someone that is that rich and is batman and is hated by fucking Gotham. Because in, in that movie, they made it seem like fucking people hate Batman and Gotham. And so, like, that's why I felt like, alright, you know what? It's an action movie. I'm okay if he kills these fucking gangsters. You know, he's not killing a, a child in a... In a <laughs> and that's why you're a bad person, so... <laughs> I'm evil. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, and I can appreciate it for that. I, I think what really pisses me off is after Marvel's success... Showing the world that we can have big, fucking awesome superhero movies. DC had an opportunity to create a picture-perfect Justice League on screen. Okay, they had the opportunity to give us what we've always Well, their casting's wanted. on point, too. Yeah, and I think the casting. I mean, I think even psychopathic, Ben Affleck, best Batman ever. Better than Christian Bale, better than Michael Keaton. Okay, you can hit me now. That is the best Batman casting ever. I thought Michael Keaton was the worst Batman. I think Val Kilmer shits all over (laughs) him. Most people think Michael Keaton's the best. I I think uh, Affleck is the best. I I approve of most of what they did. But but here, again, it comes back to showing us the story. They had the opportunity to give us the perfect Justice League. Instead, what they did is gave us a completely damaged group of characters halfway through a story they haven't told us yet. If they had told Batman's story already and brought us to that point, I could accept him breaking and killing people. But aren't aren't you tired of Batman. origin stories? I'm not huh? talking about an origin story. But it seems like I'm they would have to do the story. origin story. They have you to know? do the origin story anyway. They did in Batman versus Superman just slightly. Okay, I, all I'm saying is, if you're going to show us a Batman that's killing people, you need to have previously shown me a Batman that was heroic. Because here's the thing, I can't get behind this guy that's just psychopathically 
psychopathically killing people in this movie. I need to already be emotionally invested in him. I need to have believed in him and then seeing him starting to break. And then he's broken here and I know in the next movie he's going to be okay. You're showing me a guy that's already fucking broken. And I'm like, yeah, Ben Affleck's the best Batman I've ever seen. But that guy's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, I, and, and I, I, I love the fact that they went that route because Marvel decided to make all these origin stories and stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just, I'm just tired he of... definitely needs to see more Marvel movies. <laughs> I was just tired of seeing that over and over. You know, and I was, I was glad that they just decided to just say, hey, Batman's in this universe, and he's a fucking badass. <laughs> he definitely was a badass. And I think we're going to say And he's the be- and and fucking uh, Scar from Lion King was the best Jerry Alfred. <laughs> we are de- we are going to segue away from this though cuz I think you and I could argue this point back and forth for hours. I think you guys will be doing this after we get off mics when you yeah. head down to Pearl Street or whatever. <laughs> but what we're going to do now is Paul what's this called again? I forget. What did you call your beer? I don't know. It's a beer bastards. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do is I have to hold you your hand through everything? You didn't put geek in that? <laughs> Well, this, this is Geek Pod Amber Ale. Okay, well, you said the beer, all oh, the beer bastards. Beer bastards. Oh, segment. Now, gotcha. now, what I brought with us, and uh, if as you we hate. talked about before, this batch, I actually would have waited another week before I opened it, but technically, according to the directions, it's ready now. Now, they say that if the bottle has no give, it's ready. All of the other bottles that I did, just the carbo drops, again, as we discussed previously, Still have some give. This was uh, one carbo drop and about half a teaspoon of sugar. Nice. And it doesn't well, really mixed. have to give. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's going to be good. Now, I want to let you guys know, in case you weren't paying attention, Sal, um, I'm a little concerned about this this batch. Now, temperature fluctuations can cause off tastes in beers. Aging them generally takes care of that. Um, this has not been aged. This has been carbonating for well, it, it fermented for three weeks. It's been carbonating for two weeks. Um, it's not a really old beer. It's still a youngin. All right. Um, this particular batch, I had some temperature control issues with because I had it in my uh, my work room, which is generally about eighty fucking degrees, and I realized it was too hot, so I moved it up to our bedroom. And they they say the sweet spot is sixty eight to seventy six degrees. My work room's about eighty degrees all the time upstairs in our bedroom where we have a really nice air conditioner is usually about um you know 65 degrees so all these rooms in the house didn't work finally put it in the basement figured out my basement stays right in that temperature zone i need at least right now so this went up and down and so i'm a little worried about it. i think it's going to taste better in a few weeks it may taste a little off this tastes like shit i just want to apologize what well, doesn't matter now that it's open that you can reclose it, or is there like another well, batch well, waiting? No, no, I have, I have fifteen more bottles. <laughs> we are not alcoholics, by the way. <laughs> hey, little shit. Let me adjust. This has been asked for. People want us to do this segment. I love beer, though. I actually can drink more beer than I can like mixed drinks. Nice. It smells good. But our sense of smells might be off because we're all been drinking already. <laughs> yeah. Well. Salute. We're cheers. Cheers. We're cheers. Yeah. You can't hear it because they're <laughs> cups. I could be the sound effect guy. That's not bad at all. Kind of tastes like root beer. Paul looks like he's dying. I'm not impressed. That that is that is super caramely. That is super dark and caramely. It kind of tastes like uh, an IPA to me. And like uh, no, IPA no, this is like totally Killian's. Kind of tastes no, like Killian's. I, I definitely don't get Killian's out of that. Um. Dude, there's <laughs> wicked caramel in this. <laughs> I think you're just tired. I could call this a caramel coffee beer, dude. Taste it. It's yeah, it's like coffee. coffee. And I think See, it's, I don't drink coffee. Either, I get so the hint of sugar thing. too. It definitely has enough uh, carbonation in it. Yes, it's definitely very heady. <laughs> That is not my. I think it was. I think it was just the pour. I think you got too much head. No, it, it no. It's it's a bitter beer. There's Paul. no such thing as that. <laughs> Paul, it's saying. definitely a bitter beer. So I, yeah, I, mean, I definitely I can, did I the bitter beer face. Your reaction, yes. um, but I like it. A yeah, it's lot. good. I like it. This, this is coffee and caramel. Does it tell you what the volume is? I think this is like three point six. Oh, okay. So 
Stronger than Budweiser. Yeah, yeah no. most, of, most of what I'm brewing is going to be stronger than the beer you buy, the standard beer you buy yeah. at the store. It's not bad. Paul looks like That's he just had a fucking warhead. Man, you and I are going to have some fun tonight. There you go. Yeah, the Buffalo beer. doesn't Sal close till four. Sal has some beer, unlike Paul. I no. know. No, I completely get it. That I'm is an IPA guy, so See, I'm not. I like I, I like I even bitter tried beer. Numerous ones. Tonight, that doesn't taste like an yeah. IPA, though. There's none of the. Oh no, that's that. what I'm saying. Is like it, my... it's almost like the opposite of that. It's like what, what's the opposite of citrus? Coffee and caramel and chocolate. That, that those are heavy in that, but but it's the same mouthfeel, the same bitter mouthfeel. The same mouth hug. Is that what you're telling me? I am never going to talk to you about mouth hugs, Paul. <laughs> At least not after this morning. I was absent this morning, so now you have to I'm film me. I'm not quite in. sure where he's going. So I am going to tell a story on air that uh, I told Paul I was going to tell, and it's something that happened to me yesterday. Have you ever played cards against humanity? No, I haven't. Okay. Yes, I well, have. Well, well there, there are a few, a few particular cards that stick in my head. Some cards that I can quote like on the spot uh, if I need to, just because you, you know, played it so much. No, I, I'm my, good. Oh, you're, yeah, go ahead. You. Yeah, if you, I mean, because there are some quotable ones, and the one that when he started telling me this story earlier, the first thing that popped in my head was three dicks, one hole, or something <laughs> like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know what Cards Against Humanity is? It's yeah, a, yeah, it's, it's basically wild, like wild Mad game. Libs, but yes. for for yeah, naughty, yeah, okay, naughty okay. adults. <laughs> yes. So uh, last night, um, I was uh, going into my daughter's bedroom with my wife. We were putting my daughter to bed, and she had gotten up that day and taken her uh, pull-up off uh, for nighttime and not worn underwear because she just didn't want to wear underwear and we let her do what she wants most of the time so so basically she goes she had been saying her vagina was red because she she had been without underwear all day and she was like rubbing her shit all over the floor and playing and stuff it was probably rug burnt and all sorts of shit anyway you know yeah i completely understand why her vagina was red she's like mommy my vagina's red she's like mommy do you have any do you have any butt cream and of course we haven't needed diaper rash cream for a while but my wife looked up on the shelves in the room she found some diaper rash cream that was still up there from ages ago she actually said that she was trying to squeeze it out like i don't know if this is going to work and uh, she starts putting it on her and and my daughter goes is that butt cream or is that for butts and she goes well that's for butts and vaginas and everything in between and i go you mean the taint, the grundle, the fleshy fundridge. <laughs> I wonder who she learned that from. Well, no, no. I'm the one that said it, dude. Oh. <laughs> yes. And he learned it from Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. And my wife just turns around and looks at me. And here's the thing. It was like half disdain and half I want to fucking laugh my ass off and fuck the shit out of you. Because she was, she was both disgusted and incredibly impressed with my timing. <laughs> she did actually fuck the shit out of me at the, after I put her to bed, by the way. Just to end that story. I think she that was, actually she was had, impressed by the linguistics. I think she that had more to do with the fact that earlier in the day she had she had burst into my workroom holding a, a testing strip that was purple and said, "I'm ovulating and you're leaving for the weekend." And I'm like, "Okay, we'll take care of that later." <laughs> Are you guys trying for another yeah, one? We've been actually trying for another one since Avery was born. In fact, my my wife is pretty depressed about that because I mean, Avery is going to be four this month and. I, it's not like we started using protection. We've been trying for another child since Avery was born, and uh, she's pretty sure it's it's because of our weight. And, yeah, that's one of the reasons we started dieting. Uh, in fact, um, her birthday present from me and her best friend uh, last week was a, a tattoo, and she decided she got a, a, a dandelion on her arm with the, the, the little thingies blowing away, some watercolors behind it. It says hope. I guess that I, I guess that's a secondary fertility thing or a fertility... It, it, it's a thing. It, it's a thing. Oh, okay. You know, like when you're trying to have a baby. Like there, there's a thing, like if you have one baby but you're trying to have another, like secondary infertility is apparently a thing. I mean, I'm a guy, so I wouldn't know about this. I was just going to say, I'll give you some testosterone pills. Right. Yeah. Well... <laughs> You, you know, I, I, I don't want to say no, but I, here's the thing. I I, oh, I shouldn't even put this on air. Well, just to piss you off. Piss you off. No, no, no. Piss you off. 
If you do have a boy, then you got to call him Kal-El because the S stands for hope. <laughs> we, we, we don't we don't censor ourselves, Paul. That's how we started this. Um, I am not against getting myself tested. In fact, we talked about it and we were going to, and there was some insurance issues, and that's all fixed now. And I can I can go get tested, but I, I guess my whole thing is. I fathered two children with one woman and one children with her, or one child with her, and she did finally go to the doctor and they put her on metformin because there are some issues. I mean, I, I will do whatever it takes to have another child, but I'm pretty sure it's not me. I, I don't want to put that on my wife. It's not a blame thing, uh, but I, I just I have to look at it. You know, I've had no issue fathering children. Up until this point, well, it's just, and, and I've been fat this whole time, so <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not me. Uh, but y- y- I have your opposite problem. My wife wants to have kids, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, I got two kids. girls. I'm I'm done, Dumb. and one's already a tomboy enough. <laughs> She's like, I want a boy. I'm like, well, the rule well, is, I can't make a boy. If we have a boy. His name's got to be Bruce Lee Otero. And then second is that you got him. <laughs> right. you, you, know what? you know what? I might actually pull that whole Kal-El thing in because if we do get pregnant again, it is a boy, which is never going to happen. That's a really good middle name. Yeah, yeah. Well, I the, the Lee thing, she's willing to work with me. And I told her you can think of Bruce as in Batman because she loves Batman. Nice. So Your wife loves Batman? Oh, like hardcore. Can we switch? <laughs> Through the whole movie, she was saying how much she hated Ben Affleck for Batman. She was like, I hate to say this, but I think Christian Bale is better. <laughs> That's funny. My, my wife really hated that movie. She was like, it's, all, it's a movie that actually makes me like Superman and Wonder Woman. Fuck this movie. <laughs> the funny thing is, she's not wrong. I mean, Ben Affleck was her... Christian Bale was a better personification over three movies. I mean, but but they took some weird turns with him that, that made it not work if you're following comic continuity. Uh, I think Ben Affleck is the the complete package. He has the ability to be Batman from start to finish. He, he has, He's gotten I mean, a lot better through the years, too. Because I remember him in Mallrats. He's such a fucking... Yeah, now. Ben Affleck has become incredible. An even better be director. Yeah, let, let's be completely honest. Ben, for all the jokes he got for Benifer and all that shit, Ben Affleck has become a serious fucking legitimate. Well, he was the director. the least worst problem. Well, he was the least problem with the Daredevil movie. I think. I think he was a pretty good Matt Murdock and. Mm-hmm. And he pulled it off. He pulled off the blind thing pretty well. Yeah, it was just you know? a, a, a bad script. shit story, yes. yeah. It should have focused just on on uh, one villain instead of having one sub-villain and then Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> I'm not going to call him Kingpin because that, that was not that Kingpin. Right, no, yeah. no. Did, really? I didn't like him as Kingpin. Oh, I loved him as Kingpin. I, I actually thought he was a better Kingpin than as much as I like Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Michael Clark Dun- Duncan's portrayal of Kingpin was... He had the physical presence. Because in, in Kingpin has always been a big guy and he's like a bureaucrat. But he's also like, I can also kick your ass. Yes. Vincent D'Onofrio, amazing. Okay, okay, let's actually split this down, the, the racial divides to what it really Well, is. I honestly always Vincent, thought Michael Chiklis would have been a great Kingpin. The guy who played Thing, issue. you know? Yeah, yeah but... With computers nowadays, oh, no, no, you can make anybody look Well, human. I have to finish the racial comment. I just had people are going to be like pissed. Vincent D'Onofrio was the perfect white side of Kingpin. Absolutely perfect. Pitch perfect that you could not improve it one iota. Michael Clark Duncan was the perfect physical side, which is the, the African-American, the big fucking black guy part of it. Kingpin is supposed to be a big fucking white guy. They so they can't find to a do... white guy big enough to play Kingpin. So they needed like a Dragon Ball Z fusion dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Michael Clark Duncan wouldn't have died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fusing so, with the. Or he'd just come back, you know, three years later. Well, D'Onofrio's been killed in almost everything he's been in, so. Good point. That guy comes back like. <laughs> he's the roaches in a fucking New York apartment. 
All right. So I'm I'm looking at the time counting down here, and we've talked a lot about <laughs> Batman Superman. Yeah, I really want to stop that. Now. Not what we fire these mics up to talk about. Which would be what Nickel City Comic Con? Yes. Now, Sal, did you have a chance to check out my article that I wrote today on Nickel City Comic Con? No, because today's just been a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Paul, you and I should talk while he stops to read, because that's a pretty fucking. I, I got to say here, and I told you this while we were walking. Best thing I've ever written for the website. He's way less egotistical when he hasn't been drinking. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's just. I, I he, see. He turns into this. Egomaniac when you just add Labatt's ice, and I don't know where that came from. It's Labatt's the ice. juice from Zeus's balls. <laughs> I'm so, pretty sure this came you, from like your you, car trunk. That's where I saw it first. <laughs> Time out. Sal, so, did you just insinuate that we're drinking like Olympian semen? Because that's kind of fail. That's God's juice. I don't believe in the other gods, so Zeus is my Zeus God. Is <laughs> I'm with Sal. I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig Zeus. He has flaws. <laughs> Do you know how badly I want to name this Zeus's juice at this point? <laughs> it's okay. I call Pepsi Korean juice because it looks like the Korean flag. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that it, Sal and I, I disagree on Batman, but we agree on just about everything else. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> We're both hooligans. That's what I call Doctor Who fans. I don't like that Hoovy. And, 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 and we both want to watch watch our, our I, I at least myself, I would love to watch our political um political thing burn. <laughs> what, United States? <laughs> and, and, and I, without going into it because I don't want to go into politics. I mean I did like Bernie. I I understand why he can't be a uh, a contender in this race, but um Everyone else is saying, oh, you can't want third-party, con- uh, you know, you can't want those candidates because, you know, that's a vote for Trump and all this stuff. I'm like, hey, let Trump become president. Let's watch this shit burn. Because I, I honestly believe you have to destroy things before you can rebuild them. You have to let things burn. You have to let things get bad before they can get better sometimes. And I think that our – it's not even our country. It's the political process. It is political process is completely separated from the rest of us. It's like this thing that happens above us. Okay, this thing that happens above us, this political process, it needs to fucking die in fire and be reborn in representation of what we actually. Well, it's I don't know if you guys ever played video games, and there was a game called Command and Conquer. It was one of my favorite. I'm familiar with that real time strategy game, and in that game, there is a a faction called Nod. And their leader is called Kane. And the whole premise of it is pretty much United States just went to shit. Everything split into two. GDI is the good guys and Nod is the bad guys. And I've always thought, ever since I saw World's Trade Center collapse, I'm like, this is fucking Command and Conquer in real life. Because ever since that happened, I just see little things, things happening. Like Iraq War, all this shit is going to end up. In that kind of future. And it sounds to me like we have an out-of-our-head recording for tomorrow night. <laughs> That's a good possibility. We haven't done one in a while. I think we should do that. That means research, and we all are kind of busy tomorrow. We'll figure it out. I know I have my secretary with me. <laughs> Dude, wait, seriously, winging it is what we do best. I love winging it. Sometimes I go to shows so unprepared. Like, I'll get there, I'm like, fuck, where are my pencils? <laughs> I'll be like, hey, f- come here. I just need your blood for a second. I gotta right. sketch this doodle. Start it out. <laughs> but yes, we are all guests tomorrow. Well, today in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, dude. I'm gonna show up fucking hungover. <laughs> right. Hopefully, they're not listening before we put it out. You want Batman with his head and his ass? Right. That's what I'm gonna draw for you. I don't care what you are. That's what you get. I'm giving you a Rob Layfield. <laughs> no feet. <laughs> no, no feet. His pecs have pecs. No waist. Nice. He's missing his crotch. Just a head on top of muscles. That's all it is. Everyone has a clenched fist. <laughs> can't drop fingers. That's all awful. Oh, man. I, I can go on for hours about Rob Layfield. 
Like, how does how does this fucker get millions of dollars? And, and the fucking Levi's deal. What the I, fuck? I I blame him for the fall of comics in the nineties. Yes, you can quote me on that. He burst the bubble <laughs> himself with his fucking Levi's. His five ones. I honestly feel like if Marvel had shared their profits with Lee and McFarlane. Image would have never spun off and been the huge success they were. We would have never had the comic book crash that we had. That's what my alternate timeline in my head is. is we like, also wouldn't have the the amazing shit they're putting out now, like Walking Dead, biggest fucking thing ever. And I can live without that because it's a book about nothing. It's it's Lord of the Rings with zombies. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Can we go and rewind the episode to where you said that you guys agree on everything except Batman vs. Superman? And apparently Walking Dead. Really? Really? You you know what? Like, at first I was a fan of it, but then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, there's no cure, and everywhere they go it keeps burning down, and all the characters fucking suck. Did you miss the part, like, in the very first uh, issue where in the letters um, he said, this is the zombie movie that never ends? And he pretty much said that this is what it's going to be like. Nobody I mean, ever reads the letters from the author. <laughs> Robert Kirkman has, n- has never claimed Walking Dead was going to be anything other than what it is. And that's the thing is I like things to be finite. I don't disagree with you, but... And that, that's, that, that's why it's case. such a conundrum for me to like Doctor Who. Because that story doesn't really end. But I find solace in it because every gen- regeneration is a, a story within itself. But, like, Walking Dead, it's like, fuck, okay, this guy's gonna die. This story is gonna end with fucking old man Rick sitting on a fucking farm with a shotgun saying, I lost okay. all my buddies. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I, I am going to... Potentially, I say this like I'm actually going to do it, and I have no control over what happens after the words stop coming out of my mouth. So, um, I'm going to say I'm going to potentially end this conversation with the one thing we've never had is a zombie story that finishes past the end of the movie. That's what Walking Dead is supposed to be, and that's what it's been. It, it is exactly what it always said it was going to be, and for somebody who consumes myself i consume an enormous amount of dystopian and apocalypse fiction and that's right up your alley the idea of a of a because every other piece of apocalypse fiction has a starting and an end point they always want to get to some point most of the points well minus blade runner (laughs) most of the points they blade runner ends on such a fucking like what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, most of the time they really they don't the end point's really uh, ill defined and it kind of sucks. Uh, we can't say that Robert Kirkman doesn't know what he's doing right now because I mean oh, I, th- 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 this is a book that's you know a top ten book you know every single month. And, I, and I, I'm not saying you know people. That's the thing is I don't judge somebody for liking something. Hey, obviously it's thickened because people love that shit. But to me personally, like I started watching the show, I'm like, okay, cool. There's a there's a cohesive story, and then I get to season three, and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking done with this. And then I I read the books before, and the books even lost me. Uh, my whole thing is I'm I'm a huge fan of things about hope, and that's why I love Superman. I love Green Lantern. You know, I love character. Why do you stick with things? Well, th- that's what I'm saying. Is like, I like characters. Well, you you understand that sometimes they want to take hope away so they can give it back. I mean, that. That's but when have they given hope back other than the baby being born and oh, walking the, the, dead? This past you know that baby's going to get eaten by walkers. Past, no, dude, baby, what's your fucking name, Judith? Judith has meant nothing in in the TV show. This past, and that should be the hope. It's a newborn and, and, and baby might, in a it, zombie it world. Might be, but up until this past season, the very last episode, we have a walking, we have a walker in here right now. Paul no, looks look. fucking half awake right now. <laughs> this this last season has all been about hope until Negan showed up. And if you've read the comic, you know Negan does take away hope, but eventually it comes back. But they've they, if you stopped. If you stopped watching and you stopped reading, then you did yourself a disservice. Well, I don't even know what season it was where they get to... Um, this is past after the governor gets killed. 
So what uh, season is that? That would be season five. That's when I gave up on the show. And honestly, my whole thing is I, I, I draw for 10 hours a day sporadically. But I, that's what I do. So when I do have time to sit down and watch something, I want something to get me a little uplifted. Well, you know, and, and Walking Dead doesn't do that for me. So that's why I'll sometimes put you know Superman the animated series on, or I watch Dragon Ball, or you know like I have to watch something. And that's why you know if if I watch something, it's got to be something that's gonna pull me away from what I've been doing. Yes. I, I already live in a world full of zombies that walk around. It's called Pokemon Go. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to relive what I've already lived. I, I can kind of understand you wanted to get, get away from that. That's why I love Doctor Who, because he's going to yeah. worlds, he's doing whatever the I, fuck I he wants. I think you know? there are cultural icons that transcend all of our personal bullshit, and I, I think that uh, at least Paul would have to agree. Walking Dead at this point in time is one of those things. I mean, it, it's, it's one of the very few shows that everybody watches. Everybody talks about. Everybody posts about on Facebook. It's like Game of Thrones when that when that when that shows on when that show season starts. Nobody on fucking Facebook shuts the fuck up about it. So, so, (laughs) Matt, I really I hope you go back and watch the other seasons because I'm not saying they didn't make missteps. Season five, I mean, yeah, there were some places where the, the biggest misstep was season two for sure. It was such a no, no, drag. no, no, no. I, I don't agree. I, I think that what they had was a really strong actor that they wanted to keep on the show, and a really weak arc that that didn't wouldn't really translate well to TV. And you have so to they, so they just, you have to admit the biggest misstep was getting introducing Tyrese and the way they got rid of him. Yeah, yeah, that that I will. In the Tyrese books, Tyrese should have been fucking badass. Yeah, Tyrese in the books is what kept me reading. Because but, but, you know, for the first time I'm like Rick's kind of a dick and I'm like I really don't like his character. But I kept on with it and then when we get to Tyrese, I'm like this guy fucking rules. And when he died in the book, that fucking had emotional weight. Yeah. That and on the show, I'm like Good. They got fucking rid of him. And I agree (laughs) with you because they didn't handle Tyrese uh, correctly. I think the uh, producers have actually come out and said they wish they'd done it differently. It's one of those complicated things when you're making a TV show based on a property. I mean, you know this. You you make a decision. You try to take some steps, take some jukes from the source material. It doesn't always work. No, I would geek out. (laughs) Tyrese did not work. But the show overall is still the best goddamn show on TV. And, and honestly, and that's the thing is, and the like, ratings prove that. And and I feel, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote this on the show right now. I'm gonna call it short term nostalgia. I feel like people fall in love with shows way too quick now, and they have a nostalgia for the show right away. It's like this new show, Stranger Things. People are already making fucking fan art, and it's only one season in. And I feel like people fall in love with shows too fast, and I think that was that's what happened with Walking Dead. No, no, no. And, and he, but think it, about it. Norman Reedus became an overnight do, do you overnight know, sex symbol by season two of Walking Dead. Do, do you realize that saying season two is like three years of work? But what I'm saying is that before, for people to be super hardcore fans of something, it took decades. Like... For example, the Dragon Ball Z fan base right now, 25 years in already, the show's been around. And guys like me who grew up with it, we love it. Now there's a whole new generation that love it. So that is legit nostalgia. Now we're getting people who watch a show three or four years in, they have a nostalgia for it, and now they love it. And now, even if you fuck up the show royally, people still love the show. Do you think that maybe it's just because the internet... Well, internet, and then you can I mean, fucking you can watch a whole season in two days now. I, I lived an entire an entire lifetime loving Doctor Who without a single fucking person in fifty miles who actually understood what the fuck I was talking about. But now with the internet, I can just go to Syracuse and I can find an entire group of people that love that. Yeah, I, I think that has something to do with it. I also think that. We're better at making TV shows now because, I mean, as a longtime Doctor Who fan like you, I love the old stuff. Um, the new stuff is so 
much fucking better. I mean, the old stuff really, when but, you compare it to the new stuff, it kind of fucking sucks. But I guarantee you, 90% of those, those Who fans have never heard before Eccleston. They've never watched a classic Who show. Yeah. Yeah, and and I that's mean, what I mean. It's short term nostalgia. But, 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 but if you think about it, that's only ten years ago. <laughs> dude, dude, what are you talking about? Short term nostalgia is only ten years ago. First of all, as a as a guy who well, nostalgia got, is literally supposed to be. I watched this when I was five years old with my dad. That is supposed to be true nostalgia. Is like you know, I had Saturday morning cartoons in my PJs. That's nostalgia. Now people have these weird short-term memories. And you have to admit, 90% of the people out there are fucking short-term ADD. I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I, I, I do wonder if you are, are – you're saying that nostalgia is – I watched it when I was five years old. I think, I think the nostalgia is – I saw it in the past and I understood it better later on in life. And, it, and, and I think that it doesn't matter how you got there. The fact that we all come together here in Buffalo at the Nickel City Comic Con to Buffalo celebrate it, <laughs> you came back is to what it. matters. <laughs> the fact that we all came together, no matter how we came down this road, this is what matters. We all came together. We all saw those similar things, those little things in each other, those sparks of, well, well, he I'm, likes Batman, he likes Doctor and, and I'm he not likes saying Captain it's a, America. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, shows like The Walking Dead, even Supernatural, those shows oh, have flourished. No, no, no. That's the second time I've said fuck you to somebody <laughs> saying shows like Supernatural. This, this is not a bad thing, though. Supernatural I'm, is the best fucking show that's I'm, ever I'm saying shows like that wouldn't have so flourished like, without short-term nostalgia. True. You know? They wouldn't have flourished without those things. You know? Where you have the fan base from before. Where you know, they watch GoBots. Nobody yes. fucking you know, cared about GoBots. Supernatural <laughs> would not have flourished without Dark Shadows and all of the other shows that came. The X Files, all Angel. the other shows. That came, yeah, Angel, Angel, and Buffy. Yeah. You know what? Um, Guns and Roses wouldn't have flourished without Elvis Presley. How retarded does that that sound? It's probably true. We weren't there. We can't figure out how we went from Elvis Presley to Guns N' Roses, but that's the course rock and roll took. I still okay? can't figure out how so, cons so, went from basements to fucking convention centers. <laughs> I think that what we like is what we like, and it doesn't fucking matter whether it's old or new, whether it's nostalgic or it's newfangled. I think, first of all, we need to, to accept what's there. And second of all, we need to not be um, bitchy when... Yeah, people are the newfangled fans, and and I and I don't and I don't disagree. Like I, I'm actually happy that people people are fans. That sounds great on the mic, just <laughs> so you know. I tried to shove the IPA in there, and it just it didn't work. He yeah. buried everything. <laughs> so, in closing. Yes, we're going to wrap it up because this short little episode is now over an hour long. Yeah, you're just <laughs> pissed off because you haven't talked. I don't give a fuck about talking. I want to go to sleep. You guys go party. I'm going to sleep. God, you are so fucking lazy, Paul. Yeah, God. It's only two in us, the morning. One of us had to work today. Well, the rest <laughs> just got chauffeured out, down to Buffalo. Uh, I, I'm sorry. It's not like I posted a, an amazing article to our website today or anything. That's At work. Least we agree with that. That's work. He didn't post an amazing he ge- article. He geeked. <laughs> he geeked without the weed. Weed? What? No, that is totally not my thing. Not anymore. Right. Wink, wink. Never. Oh, that's never. right. You were never a I'm guy. Allergic. I, I, you know, dude, I'm cool. You both can light up, and I will probably leave the room like, until you're done. Because if I get it in my, in me, I will throw up. Yes. No, I can't. I can't do it, I don't either. Do it either. It just makes me hungry. It's just. It that seems part. appropriate for a podcast called Geek Pod. <laughs> it does? Wait, weed sounds. Getting geeked? I'm not making the same connections he is. <laughs> and, 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 and the logo's green. There you go. He's tying it you on did this on purpose, didn't you, Paul? <laughs> yes, because I was ripping bongs when I created the logo. I would not put that past you. I would pay to see, I would pay to see this at the law firm. <laughs> Me and IT just ripping bongs. Yes. 
You know, I can't wait to see what this is like tomorrow night when we all start drinking at the same time. And when Paul actually can talk, because, I mean, in all fairness, Paul's just been... Me with a couple back, more beers, there. I just keep talking. Stretched on the couch. Yeah, 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 Paul's just been... He, Paul really is... Ter- I, I bitched to him and I said, come on, don't be a pussy, get up, we have to record. He really is fucking tired, and that was, like, two hours ago, so... It's, it's a physically draining day, like, because the heat and then... Just all the fucking sideways shit that happened to me and today. I can't even imagine what it's like. I mean, Paul had to go down the elevator to go up to his office. It is also air conditioning. Down and up the elevator a couple times. He came back to the room a few times. Once. Once. Twice. 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 Yes. For a total of eight hours. You know, when I, when I walked down to Canal Street and then I walked over to uh, the uh, food court and then. We, he got out of work, and then we walked all over. I don't even know how fucking far we walked tonight. <laughs> Are you seriously? I think I've done like... fucking miles on tonight. I'm I telling I've, you. I think I've done 10 miles today. I think you both need Fitbits. Right. You probably would have beat me today. But I, I don't know how Paul did it because, you know... I mean, I went outside, and I walked down to the canal, and that was horrible. I can't imagine what it was like walking around those air conditioning well, it didn't. It didn't help that you were walking car. around Buffalo. <laughs> You seriously didn't read my article. No, we are not going to uh, diss Buffalo because I. No, I don't diss. I don't diss anywhere in New York. I just like making fun of every. No, seriously. When we stop recording, he's reading the article before we do anything because I don't care what the fuck you guys do. He's going to sleep. All right. Well, yeah. He's going to dream about Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Um, (laughs) This has been Hugh Allen, Sal Otero, and Paul Showens. Paul needs to go to sleep. (laughs) And then no. Night night bitches. <laughs> this has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter at GeekPod G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash geekpod. Wanna get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.